Hey, 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 welcome to the fourth season of Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. I'm Steph. And I'm KB. Steph is a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist who has dedicated 10 years of her life to building multiple six-figure businesses online. And KB is a former network marketing hater turned top leader in her industry. She is a certified life coach helping women to get unstuck from the same chains that once held her back. Together, we have built a thriving business by helping incredible women just like you level up in their health and wealth, all while staying rooted in Christ. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Monday, um, Activators. This is Steph. And Kristen is actually not here today. She is getting ready to fly to Texas and she actually is not feeling good today. So I was just going to come on here today by myself and then I had a brilliant idea. And so I have a very special guest today and it's Jay. Say hi. Hey, 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 everybody. How's it going? <laughs> um, and so, I feel like we should have like a sound effects, you yeah. know, for applause or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing I wanted to say just really, really quickly is Jay and I are very, very, very similar in many ways. And we're very unsimilar in other ways. And one of those ways is that you are always super prepared for things like this. And I am not. And so like literally out of the blue, I called you like, baby, uh, will you record with me? And you were like, uh, but what I love the <laughs> most about you is that you also trust me. So I just yes. want to say thank you for being here without really any idea, even what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of bizarre is that you called me and I was in the shower <laughs> yeah. and I don't answer calls normally in the shower, but I saw it was you and I'm like, let me see what she needs. <laughs> and then you're like, can you get on this podcast? And I'm like, well, kind of not right now, but <laughs> yeah, not right now I'm in the shower, um, which is also like your prayer time. And so I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, taking the time. But before we get started, do you mind praying? Um, maybe praying for whoever is listening today that needs to hear what we're going to say. Absolutely. So Father, we just come before you today uh, with the posture of gratitude to just say thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, this life that you have blessed us all with. And Lord, we thank you as well for this platform that you've blessed uh, both Steph and KB with uh, so that they can touch so many hearts, reach so many people, and just provide so much wisdom and discussion um, regarding topics that sometimes are hard to discuss. Mm -hmm. And so God, we just say um, to anybody that's listening to this podcast at the time that they're listening to it, that you would just cover them from the crowns of their heads to the heels of their feet, um, that you would just provide for them the knowledge and wisdom that they need to take away from this discussion, and that you would just place a, a sense of peace and joy in their hearts uh, after they, they listen to this podcast. And so God, we just pray over us that the information that we share is also beneficial, uh, that the information that we share um, comes from you. Uh, let us just be your vessels. And, um, you know, we just ask Holy Spirit to take over. So we do this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. 
Um, okay, so now everyone knows why I love him so much, <laughs> and um, I get to I get to um, experience that every single day since day one. And um, you know, so many people obviously know my journey, know a lot about me, have now seen this like really feminine female, um, and you know, it's it's been such an amazing journey, and just this is you know, if we would have met any other time in life, like we probably would have been super toxic just because, <laughs> you know, we have very similar, um, core wounds, experiences, all of those things. Um, also like defense mechanisms, how we dealt with things. And so what I kind of really wanted to talk about is one of the things that we used to talk about the most when we started dating. And that is like the masculine female, Right. Mm. Um, and one thing I remember you saying, actually, we were out to eat with one of your friends and you made a comment about like your type. You said something about like, well, my type or like something. And I like looked at you and I was like, well, clearly your type didn't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but would you say that your type was typically a masculine female? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that would be accurate to say. And, you know, it just ended up being that way, maybe because of my wounds, right? And so me yeah. not really understanding what a uh, healthy, um, you know, character should be like, right? Um, I was just kind of going after what I was used to, but yeah. what maybe my mom was like, you know, oh, and okay. she, uh, she would brag about, you know, being a single mother who raised two boys on her own and didn't need no man, right? And so like, yeah. you know, the cu culture, applauds that and celebrates that while don't get me wrong i just want to give a shout out to all single moms out there especially hey, single hey. moms with boys because <laughs> uh we will test you we will <laughs> test you um but you know my mom almost carried that as a trophy right that was like mm -hmm. her single greatest accomplishment that she didn't mm -hmm. need a man um yeah. when in reality i look back and i'm like yeah you did we needed a man you know yeah um we needed that you know us boys we we needed that uh that dynamic in the household um, and it's probably the reason why I had a lot of trouble, you know, with my relationships because of that type of mindset. Mm. Yeah. And maybe like what that stripped of you or she, and obviously I'm a single mom and I, I mean, <laughs> luckily I have you, uh, you know, Chad's really great. We co-parent well, all of those things, but all to say, you know, I carried that badge too. I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't like, uh, Oh, I don't need a man. Like I knew you right i knew yeah. my promise was coming um and that's that's one of the things we'll talk about too um but it's just that i feel like that's what can happen or like you said that's what you were used to and as i was also thinking about like what to talk about and in this regards you know when we met like literally we had a 3 hour lunch and like i think we both knew that, that was it yeah. Um, and immediately though, like the next day we went on another date and mm -hmm. like you told me everything. I told you everything. A lot of our, everything was very, very similar. Um, and so we kind of were able to immediately, I feel like for me, like we were literally watching the sunset on the beach and like you started, like you mm -hmm. were like, look, here's what it is. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow, well, look, here's what it is here too. Yeah. And I think both of us had carried a lot of shame. Yes. feelings for so long. And I know for me, like literally immediately in that moment, that night, I just like felt shame, like going away. Yeah. Yeah. And I 
felt like I knew that I had to do everything completely different. I think you knew that too. And I think a lot of people in the beginning of relationships think that like, oh, well, then that's a sacrifice. If you're like, I feel like I, I always say like, we're different. And right. I don't want people to misunderstand what, what that means for us. What that means is we walk with the, the Lord first and foremost. Right. right. Well, well, you know, I think that the reason why I, I, I decided, right. It was a decision. It was a choice yeah. to be so vulnerable with you um, was because that was something I had never done yeah. right with anyone. And so <laughs> I'm stepping into this ideal of, all right, Jay, it's time to do things differently. Um, You know, A, lying is a sin and withholding information is just as good as lying. Right. And so, (laughs) yeah. And, and I had to share some things with you regarding my past that you would most likely find out sooner or later anyway. Um, And so I was like, okay, it's all or nothing, you know? And at this point, I had learned that I didn't want you to get too emotionally invested, me to get too emotionally invested without sharing this information with you. And then you feeling like I didn't give you an opportunity to actually make a full decision as to whether or not you wanted to enter into a relationship with me. Um, and so and while I wanted- You already knew by the day before how awesome- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I knew that this could work, right? And so, and that was really odd too, because I'm very, very like, eh, but no. I knew it. I knew <laughs> Um, and so, you know, at, at, at that point I was like, I want her to like me. I don't want her to like turn away from me after knowing this information, but yeah. what it did actually was it did the opposite, right? Yeah. It actually increased your confidence and trust in me. Um, yeah. it actually caused for you to actually, to remove some walls because yeah. a couple reasons, right? This guy's not perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not perfect. Yeah. So we're on an even, yeah, thank God we're on an even playing field. <laughs> um, but he's honest, right? Yeah. And one thing that I've learned about this society and this culture is that people aren't always honest. And, mm-hmm. and, and lying is actually something that is more matter of fact now than it has ever been, right? You look at social media, it's all lies. You look at what's happening in our government, it's all lies. You look at what's happening all around us, right? It's a lie from the enemy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Painting, painting, you know, these rose colored pictures. Um, and so I no longer wanted to live in lies because we're already surrounded by them. And so I'm like, you know what, if there's anything that's going to be very honest, open, vulnerable, and raw, it's going to be my relationship. Um, Mm. and it's going to be with the people who are closest to me and not that like, oh, well, if they don't like it, they can go kick rocks. No, but it also causes a growth, um, posture in me as well. You know, it causes for me to now have that vision of growth and like, okay, now that I've been honest. Yeah. I am not hiding these things. I don't want to ever have to hide these things. I want to be transformed now. Right. So and now it 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 just creates this, you know, this transition inadvertently where now you want to live up to that standard of honesty. Right. And so yeah. um it has really done a lot of work in me. Just that simple, that one day, you know, where we we went on the beach and I just shared everything I had to share with you. And I was like, here goes nothing. Um, It actually made me a better person from that moment moving forward because I never wanted to go back to the person I was before that. Um, And the fact that we were watching the sunset and singing worship songs together, (laughs) that also sealed the deal for me as well. Like I had never had that. I mean, it's a perfect date, Um, but but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. And like for me, um, coming from 
being lied to a lot like that just you know I'm real 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 honest you know that like I will never ever ever lie um and so like that was huge for me and I knew it was very hard like I could feel that emotion even as you were like you know I think you even told me like before we got there like hey there's some things I want to tell you um and and, you know, and the cool thing about it too, was that I was like, again, it was a lot of the very, very same things, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, just because this doesn't mean I, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it was very similar stuff that we've been through so we can really relate and, you know, getting just kind of back to that, like, yes, it was a choice, but it's not. And I don't mean to say like not sacrifice what we with us, it's that we really trust in the Lord and we really Mm-hmm. Um, follow that. We're like doing everything differently than we've ever, ever done before. Meaning like, <laughs> you know, literally, literally following what the Lord wants of us. Um, and so anyways, almost immediately, like that hardcore part of me was gone just because of those couple of days. Like mm-hmm. we left that three hour lunch. I like drove down the road and like, literally I was at a red light and I text you and I was like, okay, you were not supposed to be as awesome as me. <laughs> and same thing, like, I don't do that. Like, yeah. first of all, I've, I've never, ever, re- ever felt like that before. But I certainly, like, did not plan on telling you that, you know? <laughs> um, but it just, I knew right away. And again, because I feel like I had prayed over it, I made a list of exactly what I was looking for. Like, it was literally like, God was like, here you go, you good and faithful servant, you know? And one thing we quickly learned about both of us, each other is, um, you know, that we, I always say like many are called, few are chosen. Um, and it's just because like, yeah, we might've made some really stupid mistakes and over and over and over again, but like all along, ultimately in our hearts, we knew what we wanted yeah, and we just hadn't found the right person to do that with now, um, or until now. And so that's, well, you know, I think that because we are a little bit older and we've been through this before. Um, and we've also seen relationships around us with other people, right. Other loved ones and things. The fact that we had so many things that align with one another that wouldn't allow for us to compromise our own beliefs. Right. Right. For for example, we're both (laughs) sober. Right. So how challenging is it where, you know, if I'm not sober and you are, and I'm out drinking or having fun with my boys or whatever, and I bring you with me. Yeah. Maybe you'd have the willpower to be able to say, no, you know, no guys, I'm good, you know, Mm -hmm. but then you have to deal with me being Mm -hmm. all trashed and dumb. Right. And Um, you were dumb when you drank, right? Oh my gosh. Any mistake (laughs) I've ever made, any bad decision I've ever made came while I was under the influence. And I made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, we, we had the same core values and core beliefs, you know, with our faith and, 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 and just, you know, everyday life. Um, that and was a politics. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> politics, um, you know, all, all of those things really made a big, big, big impact on whether or not I wanted to even go on, you know, an, another date with you, yeah. uh, even down to the music we listened to. Right. I mean, we're both, we're both worship <laughs> music junkies, but okay. you know, when you look at Pandora and we were looking at our Pandora playlist. We both had the same playlist, hip hop, barbecue, Bob Marley radio, me, elevation, worship like, radio. Yeah. Like it was like, we had each other's playlist. Yeah. So, you know, all that to say that I knew that I could get along with you. 
right? That's number one. It wasn't one of these things like, well, maybe she'll change or maybe I can. No, like we didn't have to compromise anything, right? So we could still be fully who we are, yeah, right? And know that, you know, we're going to appreciate one another because those things, those things line up. The beautiful thing is that we're different enough as well that it's not stale, right? I, I, I can tend to be a little more serious. You're a little bit more jovial. I can tend to be a little bit more organized. You're a little bit more, you know, spontaneous, right? But that's okay. Those are actually the things yeah. that make, you know, the the opposites. When I say opposites attract, it's yeah. those types of opposites, right? You don't want like major opposites. You want those right. types of opposites. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I think that's really why it works, why we're able to communicate well. Um, do we have our disagreements? Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, it's how we handle those disagreements that are so different from before um, where, you know, we're able to talk and communicate again because we have all of these other things already rolling for us. Right. So it makes yeah. the hard conversations, you know, a little bit easier. Yeah. OK, so let's talk about that for a hot second, because and here's another thing, like, like, I just want to thank you for like for being there through all of that, because I think you could also see it now you know, a few times you said something like, I mean, it's not like you're super bold. I don't, you know, just talking about business or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, like I, I literally fell apart immediately in front of this dude. (laughs) Like the hard parts of me, like the protective parts, like all of it was like so quickly came down. So you really have only known me as sober stuff as like this Mm -hmm. soft and gentle, like Mm -hmm. caring, super, you know, yeah, and let's, let's and let's keep it that way. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I mean, and again, that, that's what I I've always yeah. wanted all along. I just didn't ever have the opportunity for that. Um, but I think that that's actually who you really are, right? Yeah. The the ways that you were not that way, it's because right. you were protecting yourself, yeah, right? Um, yeah. It's really who you are. Yeah, yeah. I know it's so weird. I mean, it's not as great, but all to say, like. And again, like I get not the sacrifices, but in the ways that we chose to be different, you know, um, just down to how before each other, how we mm-hmm. would have handled disagreement, how we would have spoken to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time where you said something to me that really hurt my feelings. And I was like covering my ears. And then you were like, what, <laughs> like, what is wrong? <laughs> Very crazy, you know, and then that hurt my feelings. And that was really our biggest fight ever or whatever. But like what came out from that, I was like, listen, like, don't talk to me like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I was a person before you that like, because I, you know, since coming to Christ, like I, you know, I used to get rowdy and fight and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, but I still like, I would crush people with my words. And I know that you could too. Like, that's the other thing is I think even though there's so much of us that we haven't seen or acted towards each other, we know it's there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, um, but I just really, really, really appreciate how, you know, like there's been a couple of times where you're like, all right, I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, that's going to help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like immediately, like you're like, I'm not leaving, you know? And so mm-hmm. like maybe speaking, I know, I know like the ways that I have to be different, but like for all of these women, maybe that are listening, that are super hardcore, like how does it feel to you as a man? Um, you are like the leader in our family. I love that. I appreciate that. I value that. Like literally my whole nervous system has like re-regulated, like, you know, all of these protective parts that I had, even with myself are now coming Mm -hmm. down. You know what I'm saying? So like for you as a man, 
who's been used to masculine females before um, and how I do communicate with you, even when my feelings are hurt. And now you make a decision to, you know, like, dang, I don't want to hurt her feelings. But like, how does that feel? Like, what do you want other women maybe to know? Yeah. Um, number one, I think that it's not natural for a woman to take on the both both male and female role. Yeah. Um, obviously, again, it's it's become normal in yeah. our society because of how the family dynamic has broken down, but mm-hmm. it's not natural in, yeah. in, 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 in human senses. Um, so I think that when that tends to happen, I also feel like it feels very unnatural to the woman, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To be, to be masculine, to be very dominant, um, which is why they have a lot of trouble finding joy in, internally, right? Because now yeah. you're truly coming out of who you're you know who you were created to be and it's not your fault right it's not your fault some guy may excuse me some guy may have left you or disappeared out of you and your kids lives or whatever it is and now you have to you know take on that role Mm -hmm. um but i do believe that the reason why that there's so much resentment and anger right is because yeah you're being forced to live out of your natural element um and that's really uncomfortable right so now bring a guy into that. Okay. So now you've been conditioned, right? Maybe, you know, let's go back generations, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, divorces started to become more and more normalized, you know, in the eighties. When we were growing up. When we were growing up, right. You know, uh, I mean, that was, yeah, I would say in the eighties and like my parents got divorced in 86. Right. And so I was 10 years old. Um, and I saw my mom have to take on this masculine role when my dad just kind of dipped and disappeared, right? And now she's raising two boys on her own, a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old. Yeah. Um, tough ages, right? You have a 10-year-old. You already know. Now, can you imagine a 10 and then a 14 on top of that, right? Yeah, so like tough ages. Um, we were going through a lot of adjustment as well. So we were obviously acting out, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mom, um, you know, just was filled with a lot of anger and resentment and to the point where, you know, she hated men and then she would date guys and then they would use her. Right. And they would treat her bad. And so like, she started to really grow this resentment toward men. Um, but she tried, you know, she knew that it was important for us to have a man in our lives. Um, at least for me, because I was pretty much the, you know, the, the hard one to handle. Right. Um, so she kind of needed help and, and then she marries this dude right? When, when I'm, you know, 15 going on 16 and he was very abusive. He was very abusive to her. He was abusive to me. Um, and, and, and for all intents and purposes, my mom was like, I'm not getting divorced again. I'm not putting this kid through this. We're going to try to figure it out. We're going to try to figure it out. We're going to try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. She was pretty much relieved when, um, when she had to kick me out of the house and that's an entirely different discussion. So we won't even go there, but I was 18 years old. Um, And, uh, and I had to leave, actually had to leave the state and it was maybe a month or two after I left the state that she actually divorced this guy. Um, she was just waiting for me to be out. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I look back at that, I'm like, man, her experiences with men were awful. Right. Mm -hmm. Even me as a son, I, you know, I was not the best son. Um, and so any experience my mom ever had with men was an awful experience. And the saddest part about that is that that's not an isolated incident. 
Right. You know what I mean? That's actually the majority of women in single parent households with children that are maybe trying to create a family dynamic around those mm-hmm. kids. Um, and so now, now if you look at me, the way I was raised and all of the challenges I had then with relationship after that, because I didn't have a, a dad in my life. I had, a, you know, the only other guy that ever came into my life as a teenager was very abusive. So it made me angry. You know, it, it, it quote unquote toughened me up. Posted. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what I found myself doing? I found myself being verbally abusive. You know what I mean? I found myself at times even being physically abusive, which I, I can't even fathom that thought now. You know what yeah, I mean? Because I'll uh, beat you up. <laughs> you you sure would. A little bit here and there. Yeah. yeah. I would run, <laughs> I would run from you. You'd probably kill me. Um, <laughs> but no, like I don't even, you know, it just doesn't even cross my mind, my heart, nothing. Right. Um, and I, I look back and I'm like, man, that's just because I was emulating everything I had ever been taught. Yeah. So now think about the millions of people who don't have the aha moment, who don't find Jesus to transform their lives and their hearts. Right. Yeah. And then now they're having kids. And then, so now you can see this pattern, right? You can see this pattern. I'll tell you what, man, I, I really fear for our world in 30 years, yeah. right? These children who are, who are babies now, who are, you know, minors who are 10 years old, what are they going to be like when they're 30 and 40 years old? You know, it's going to be a scary world to live in. Um, so all that to say that as a, you know, any women out there, um, I think the best thing you can do is let your walls down, right? Yeah. It really is. I know how, I know that's very hard. It's not an easy thing to do, mm-hmm. but I just want to say that nobody, neither the male or the female in that relationship deserves to have the you that has a wall up. Right. Because we didn't do anything to you. You didn't do anything to us. Right. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you don't deserve for me to create all of this pushback and hide behind these walls. You Mm -hmm. actually deserve to have the most vulnerable part of me. So then that way you can make a decision as to can you fall, you know, can you can you be with somebody like me or allow for you to truly fall in love with who I really am? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and vice versa. And so I think that, you know, it's countercultural these days. Yeah. But I do believe that if we learned and taught ourselves to do the opposite, we probably would have stronger relationships as a result. Yeah. And I think, I mean, again, for us, it's, it is really only because we follow Jesus. Like, I want to be very clear about that. Like, mm-hmm. yes. I, and I think we would still absolutely be in love. I think we would be great, but I think we would hurt each other even yeah. unintentionally. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and so I think it's like, people are going to be like, Oh, well, you guys are so lucky. Um, I think one thing to just really, really, really contemplate also is that, you know, like for me, I spent years working on myself, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, like I did date one other couple other people, I guess, after my divorce and stuff, but not, you know, where anyone was involved in AJ's life or anything like that. And like years in church by myself, in worship, in spin class crying, in yoga sobbing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I had a lot of healing to do because broken, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Um, And then you have two hurt people together and now you're carrying that into your next relationship. We actually um, Nikki, who was on here, went through all of those strongholds. Yeah. Um, one of the favorite things that I had, and we, I shared it, prayed it over us too, is like, like pray away those 
toxic parts yeah. of your past that could be coming into relationships. Um, but also like, you know, we, I did share just on here, like we're not going to Mexico because we are really trying to honor the Lord with our body, with purity, with not having sex. Um, I was actually talking to a good friend yesterday and she's like, and she gets it. She was mm -hmm. a virgin, um, before her husband. And she's like, I can't imagine like you guys are so attractive together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it is hard and like, and it's hard because I want to sleep next to you, like all of those things. But we make these really, really hard choices for now because we do know how that's going to be, how that's going to just bless our marriage. Yeah. Um, you know, people also ask, are you guys going to get married? Yeah, we absolutely are. Like we are yeah. not. Um, we decided to like, it's not about dating. Like it's courtship. Like Correct. we are moving towards marriage. Um, you know, we're not in a rush. Don't worry. It'll happen. Everyone will know or whatever. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, they just rush into one thing to the next thing. And like you said, what you're used to. And so what I see too, or what I was doing, or, you know, before I moved away from back home, like every relationship was the same. Mm -hmm. Like it was the same. Okay. Everybody's always drinking and you're, you know, it's just, you know, that, that cycle that's over yeah. and over and over again. Um, another thing you said, like your mom didn't want to get divorced a second time, right? Because people are like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I already quote made the mistake of getting divorced once, but like, was it a mistake? You know, for me, like I don't have a regret of getting divorced. Now, did I ever think I would get divorced? No, nobody gets married thinking they're going to get divorced. However, right. one thing that I continue to say to everybody is like this. I never wanted my child to, I didn't want him to continue to grow up thinking that that's what marriage should look like. Cause we did not have a good marriage, you know? Right. Um, and so now being able to show him like, you know, I mean, he's just a different kid too, because he's like, Holy smokes, look at my mom in love and being loved. And you know, the ways they communicate and how open we are and how we talk to him and like all of those things. So, you know, I think that's another really important thing. Like, you know, your mom was thinking she was doing the right thing by not divorcing him until you left. But that whole time you were just being taught yeah, to kind of to treat women like crap or yeah. even even by your mom, who obviously moms always want to do the right thing. But now she's also teaching you like this is what you should expect, which is ultimately what kind of happened. Right. Like yeah. in your yeah. other relationships. Well, you know, and, and it, and it really, a lot of the conflicts that she had with the guy that she was married to were over me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so even when I look back at that, I'm like, man, like my mom wasn't practicing the biblical principles of marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And I don't know, I don't know what went on behind, you know, their, their closed bedroom door. I really don't. Yeah. Um, but maybe he was trying to lead, you know, mm -hmm. but my mom was always in protect the J mode. Right. And I remember that would tick him off. Yeah. Um, and then so he started to resent me over it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but, you know, what's the biblical principle of marriage? It's yeah. it's right. It's God, your spouse and then your children. Yeah. Right. And so I think that if people aren't willing. Right. Especially if people who have been married before and they have kids, if they're not willing to follow that biblical principle of marriage and they shouldn't get married. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and it's, it's very hard. It's not easy. It's not easy as a mom or a dad to hear another person who is not that child's biological parent. Yeah. Either disciplining them or guiding them or directing them or whatever. That really isn't easy. It -hmm. takes a special person to allow for it to be, especially if the guidance is being done in a biblical way, if the discipline is being done, you know, because of godly principles that have been, you know, that, that, that need to be realigned with that child or what have you. Um, yeah. But it's not easy. It's still not easy. It's not easy for the kid to accept. It's not easy for the parent to accept. So, you know, those blended relationships um, in, in that, in that realm are very, very challenging. But, you know, it, one thing that I, that I, that I say, and I think that everybody really could benefit from this is that, you know, utilize the scripture in Galatians 5.22 of the fruits of the spirit, right? Utilize that as a prayer. Yeah. You know, utilize that as prayer. There's nine fruit of the spirit that actually align with every situation in your life, right? And that's love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, forbearance or patience, and self-control. Just think about that. Think about that, right? Mm-hmm. And, then it, and then it ends to say, you know, against these things, there are no laws, right? right? So even if you're an atheist and you don't believe in God, you would still agree that those nine principles are the best ways to live your life and carry yourself, right? So, so when you were saying, you know, that, 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 yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to be pure and and things. Yeah. That's the self-control part, right? Um, You know, when it comes down to, uh, it's a little bit tough to hear somebody else, you know, correcting my child. Yeah, that's the patience and you know the 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 faithfulness part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you're being faithful to your spouse under the authority of God in this marriage that you've entered into. So, so I think that you know, as I kind of memorize that that verse and allow for it to really penetrate my heart and and guide me through all mm-hmm. situations, right? There has been times where even like in situations with us. <laughs> where I feel myself getting angry and guess what I'm doing? I'm reciting that scripture through my mind and, and auto- automatically, you know, it, 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 it brings me back, you know, and, and, and that's just normal, right? That's, those are normal things. Um, but I just, I just want to share that with people who are listening. Like, you know yeah. what, that scripture is really the key to great character in any person, in any relationship, in any situation. And if you can memorize that and recite that, that, that scripture to yourself as a prayer, I promise you, it will change your posture in that moment. Um, yeah. and, and I think that, you know, with relationship, whew, those nine fruits <laughs> of the spirit have to be exercised consistently and yeah. constantly and daily. Um, so but yeah, it, so I just wanted to share that. Yeah. And we live within that, you know, every yeah. day we pray over each other with each other. We do our Bible studies on all those things. And so, even though I'm like giggling and we're saying like, even with us, like, I mean, real rap, we say, for those <laughs> <laughs> you up on your slang, like, in <laughs> uh, all jokes aside though, like I've never, ever, ever, ever with any any relationship resolve conflict as quickly as we do. Um, we do not hold grudges. We do not stay mad. Like mm-hmm. we just don't, you know, mm-hmm. we, we know how, how badly we want this to work. We know how badly we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. Like we know just all of that, like in it. And, and that's where I always say, like, we are different. We choose different. Like, yeah. yes, it takes work. And I know a lot of people, even in their marriage or in this season, 
um, where, you know, that same exact thing is going on that you mentioned, like, you know, the mom is always sticking up for the kid or choosing the kid over the husband. And, you know, like then it gets to be hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but if you are a believer and you are both willing to work on that, Kristen's been talking about her marriage, you know, coaching and all of those Mm -hmm. things, all of the answers are in the Bible. Like, you know, I, we could send, we, we've done hundreds of Bible studies, you know, absolutely. um, And every single day, like when you pray over us before we get into our study, you know, it's just like, it's just that reminder, like, thank you for the word. (laughs) Like, thank you for giving us. It's actually very simple. Like Mm -hmm. our relationship is not hard at all. Even though we work hard at it, it's not hard. Like when you're saying like, oh, sometimes I got to recite this, like whatever, like, okay, maybe there's an irritation or whatever, but like, then it's gone. Yep. Um, and again, you know, and, 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 and I, I'm, I can be irritated by a mosquito landing on my calf. Right. So like, well, all I'm saying is that irritation is a normal thing. It's how we respond to it. And, and, and I want to protective part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Irritation. And I want to, I want to say something to the guys listening. Like the reason why I don't allow for myself to hold a grudge against you is yeah. because the scriptures clearly say that, you know, husbands are in you. I mean, we're not married, but we're, we're, we're headed there. So I treat you as, as my wife, yeah. husbands are to love their wives the way Jesus loves the church. Right. Yeah. And, wow. and that's all found in, 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 in Ephesians, I believe where, where, you know, it's, it's saying that women are to um, submit to their husbands. Right. And I know that, you know, a lot of women, especially non-Christian women cringe at that, but the next line yeah. Is husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. If you look that's at that big yeah, deal. that's huge. That's, that's a huge a responsibility. Deal. And Basically, it's, it's saying I should die for you. Yeah. And what yeah. comes from I I don't want women to cringe on that because, you know, in my marriage, I was like, nope. You know what right. I'm saying? However, the freedom that comes in that submission and also through all of the other you know, that's one thing I do love about the Bible is like, if you just read one part of a scripture, you're missing yeah. the whole point. Right. Yep. Um, what I love is like the promises that come from all of that. Again, yeah. the how, quote, easy it is when you just follow the word, the living Amen. word, Bible, like for me, this different person or not. Right. The person I was really all along inside, mm-hmm. um, how freeing it is for me to be like, oh, my gosh, like this is my man. He, well, he's going to handle it, you know? And, yeah. um, I think a lot of people might also think like, uh, okay, so I, I like, you're my homie, right? Like we mm-hmm. are literally best friends. I like your style. I like your not attitude, but you know what I'm saying? Like everything about you, like the bad boy part that I knew, know that you were with the Jesus. Like I've all, always said, like I'm half hood, <laughs> half holy, right? Like, and same, I'm sure, like, we have all of oh, the yeah. things that we've ever desired in each other. And so, like, for people that are like, yeah, it's just not possible. Like, I wouldn't be able to find somebody with all of those qualities. Like, either they have to be like this, you know, da 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 on paper or not. Like, no. And also, like, what a lot of people might not know, too, like, you're brilliant. <laughs> like, you're super, super smart. Like, you know the Bible, the word, but like, you are a rapper. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like literally everything that I've ever wanted in a person is what you are. Um, so I don't Thank want you. people to be <laughs> like, I don't want people to be discouraged 
thinking like you're going to be giving up so much to find the type of love. Well, I think the answer to that, though, is, you know, there's a difference between good men and godly men. Right. There's a difference between good women and godly women. Right. And we've had this discussion before. There's a lot of good women out there. There really are. There's women who are honest, um, who are faithful, who work hard, who keep a good home, who take good care of their kids. Mm -hmm. Right. But are they godly? And, and the reason why you have to ask that question is because a godly woman is going to be able to stand the test of time, right? Yeah. A godly woman is going to be able to stand through the various fires that come with marriage and relationship. Same with the godly man, right? As a godly man, I am called to be gentle and generous to my family. I'm called to be the spiritual leader and supporter of that family. I'm called you to be- would ever be gent- like gentle? <laughs> I mean, you know, but I'm also called- I'm also you are so gentle, like. <laughs> but I'm also called to protect my family, and you saw yeah. me do that, you know, recently, right? Yeah. Where I okay. had to, yeah, <laughs> I I had to step to somebody, and you know what I mean, really have them back off, and I and 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 it wasn't a threat, like I was really in, like this is my family, yeah. you will not make them feel uncomfortable, and the next time I have to approach you, it's not going to be a conversation. Are we clear? And they were like, "Yep, we're clear," and never again. We didn't even see that person again, right? Yeah. So like. As men, we have to learn how to encapsulate all of those things, yeah. right? Um, gentleness and love first, yeah. right? But then you've got to step out of that when it comes time to, right? There's a time and place for everything. And oh, so, yeah. you know, I think that as men, we have to learn when those times are. And that's when women are most impressed with us. Not the tough guy all the time. Not the dude with all the money, right? A woman is impressed with a guy who doesn't have money, but knows how to manage everything else and has, you know, his stuff together, even if he's not rich, right? You know, that's impressive, right? I think it's- for us, like why we knew so quickly that we would have been moving towards marriage is because like you're saying all of these fires that you'll have to fight as a married couple, but like we were dealing with some fires yeah. on our own as yeah. individuals and just seeing how being able to see how each of us handles mm-hmm. those types of things. Like, I think that that was obviously huge for us too. Um, one thing that's really funny um, <laughs> is that, and you hear people all the time, like, Oh, I'm real. I'm always going to be the same. Um, but like, in the first couple of weeks, even when we were dating, um, you know, you, you would say things like, you're really who you say you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude, it's like, it's me. Like I'm never. And, and for me, I couldn't understand. So there's two parts of this. I couldn't understand like, yeah, isn't everybody right? Isn't everybody who <laughs> yeah. you say they are? And you're like, ah, no. And right. the same thing when I shared my list of what I wanted in a man, and you're, it's like, Jay Miranda, <laughs> right? And that, you, that was bizarre. Yeah, but also you were just like, I mean, it was very specific, and yeah. you, were like, you too, you were like, isn't that just like, <laughs> yeah, everybody? Like, they should be that way. It, should they be that way? Yes. Are they no? Um, one thing I wanted to mention really quickly, you were saying how like we are so aligned in our values are like all of that. <laughs> one of the co- first conversations we had, um, you said, yeah, it seems like we really have a lot in common except for one thing. And I was like, oh, no, he's a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you were Listen. Like, Nothing against Democrats out there. I know there's a lot of good Democrats. I'm just not one of them. We We just, okay, but also, but do you remember what it was? 
Um, <laughs> let me think. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> no. Cars. You, oh, you like, that's you right. Drive like a super nice car. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You don't but have a car, I, I want a new car every year. But like, again, yeah. We both had a lot of money. We both had no money. We both actually, when we met, we were both actually at probably the lowest we've ever been in regards to like having income, again, yeah. coming from having lots of money and whatever. Um, and I think that was a beautiful thing too, because, you know, for us, it's not a, like, don't get me wrong. You're so amazing with gifts and planning our dates all of the time and all of those things. But like, really for us, like we don't need that. We no. don't, you know, we don't like, we just enjoy each other's company so much. And like, we don't need the things, the fancy things, you know, like. Yeah. And and the thing is, I mean, we have them, yeah. right. Because we like them. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely right. If they were all gone tomorrow, right. Those aren't the things that bring us actual joy. Yeah. Um, they give us happiness in the moment. Right. Um, When you go out to your nice car, it brings you happiness (laughs) that you're getting into a nice car. For me, it brings me happiness (laughs) right in that moment that I'm getting into a paid off car, you know, (laughs) but and and I was going to talk to you about this later today uh, when I when I see you. But um, there is a Lexus that I'm looking at that I really like. Um, And the payments actually, I think, under 400 bucks. So um, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that later. (laughs) I want to run it by you, see what your thoughts are. Um, Yeah. So, so on any rate though, um, you know, that, that all that to say is that those are the things that make us happy, right? And happiness is, is, is a momentary thing. Um, but, but, but the things that truly bring us joy is our values, right? And so, so I think that we've nailed that. We've nailed that on the head because we know that we still have this true joy in our heart, even if we had to wait or didn't have the things at the moment that made us happy, right? Um, because our joy is eternal. And, and, you know, I, I've come to learn that, uh, the reason why I don't have, I mean, I, I have a lot of future things, yeah. um, meaning retirement and stuff like that. But as far as material things right now, right. Is because I had them all and mm-hmm. then I had no money <laughs> to plan anything else later. Right. Yeah. And then when the pandemic hit, I had to like start from scratch. Yeah. You know, I, I went from, a a, a, a beautiful, you know, fancy apartment and a brand new car to living in, this is no lie. And I don't think you ever, I ever told you this living into a four, living in a 400 square foot efficiency apartment, you know, good thing I had my Toyota Camry as a second car. Cause that now became my main car. Yeah. Um, and I was basically starting from scratch. The only flashy thing I kept was my motorcycle. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I sold bro. one of my Rolexes, you know what I mean? And, and all of these things because I needed money because I planned poorly, which is why now I am so, you know, such a stickler for those things. Um, you know, it, it's, it's like the people that went through the great depression, right? You yeah. see how they are so, you know what I mean? They, they're so, oh, I went through a great depression. so tight with their money. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I'm almost kind of like that now. Right. Because yeah. heck it could happen again. Um, Do but I no, hear? it's just making better decisions, making yeah. wise choices. And, and, and the thing that I love about that is that now I've been, you know, I, I have enough knowledge about that to teach that, to, yeah. you know, pass that on. Right. My son now has a financial advisor and at 26, he's putting money away for his future, which, you know, when he's 65, it's going to be millions of dollars that he has, you know, and, and those are things that, that no one ever taught me, but now I'm just blessed to be able to have that. Right. You could teach that to AJ and, and now you're even taking on those types of habits as well. And so, you know, yeah. that all comes down to 
being a provider in your household as a man too, right? Not just what you can provide for right now, but what can you provide for generationally? And maybe I'm not able to give you a million dollars cash right now, but I'm able to teach you how to have a million dollars cash whenever you're unable to work. So, you know, those are the things that, that all encompass that. And again, I I have to really, really hand that over to my transformation into Jesus really changing my life. Yeah. It's awesome. And, you know, again, when I was making a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, I was still responsible with my money, but only responsible in the then, Yeah, you know, so that's just something that also we, you know, that we're working on our own stuff um, before getting married too, just mm-hmm. like we're back to where we feel comfortable. Um, you know, I'm super excited about the, you know, we have also talked about like, well, what, what if I don't want to work? What if we want to homeschool AJ when we get married, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I know that for me, before we get married too, I do have certain things that I want to get back accomplished, you know, like, yeah. um, and I do think that those things are really important too. I think a lot of people just jump into things to, you know, would it be really easy for us if we live together right now because the economy is crazy and we weren't you know where we were maybe a couple of years ago yeah um we used to spend like almost every day together and then it was almost weird because we're not those kind of people right (laughs) like we almost got like codependent like it was you know it was like not really going in an awesome direction and so yeah actually you kind of were like we gotta you know back up and you know and and it just was like Thank God, you know, so what people don't know, some people, we do not live together. Um, We typically don't see each other from Sunday to Thursday. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, on the weekends, like we're a family, you know, we go to church together, obviously, like do all those things or whatever. But, you know, for two people that like, like, yes, I was always super, super, super independent. But again, like you're saying, we know we're moving towards marriage and, and I appreciate too, like you just were like, Hey, by the way, I want to talk to you, think, get your thoughts on this Lexus, because you do also really value my thoughts. And I'm really hard on a lot of other things too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so that's another way that we really balance each other out. Um, also, so I just, I just thank you for all of the work that you do. Um, I thank you for choosing to be sober with me. Like you're the first, one of the first people ever in my life to actually like choose me. Um, and all that comes along with that. And that's, you know, everything. That's why I can like be this soft and gentle and kind and, you know, still excited. Like I think in the beginning you used to, you know, you used to be really set on like, like kind of like there's no fairy tales and like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like, people are always going to fight. And again, yes, people are always going to fight, but like, I've also taught you like, Hey, if you believe it, it's true. It, you know what I'm saying? So that's really also helped us to like, look, we're not going to get in fights and stay in fights. Like we can yeah. disagree. And then we come together. Every time we disagree, we come together and we are so much stronger from it. And it's always little things, you know, that are like more of irritations, but what we've really done so well at both of us is like shutting up and listening to the other person and putting like, we are like, we've died to ourselves, obviously mm-hmm. in Christ, but also like in each other. And that's, well, you know, I, th- I think all I've ever wanted was a healthy relationship and yeah. I had to actually look at what the common denominator was in those failures. And it was me. Right. I was involved in all of them. And, you know, not to say that I'm the reason they all failed, but um, there's a lot of things I could have done that I wasn't doing. Right. And so when people say, you know, 
a it takes work for a good relationship to happen. It's not necessarily the type of work that everybody thinks, right? Yeah. For example, part of that work with us mm-hmm. is we're remaining sober, right? That's work. You know yep. what I mean? That's a that's a that's a conscious, intentional decision that we've made. I've been like, come on, baby, let's just get a beer. Like, yeah, but kind of not like kidding. Yeah, and I'm just like, nah, we'll do a Heineken Zero. Like, you know, and and, and 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 the reason why is because I know that in a lot of the times that I've done things I shouldn't have done or said things I shouldn't have said, it was under the influence, and you can't take those things back, right? So if mm-hmm. I want to have a healthy relationship, I have to take a look at myself and what I was doing to make the relationships unhealthy along with the other person, but at least I can change what, what, what I was doing. Right. So yeah, I will remain sober and remain sober minded. Right. Um, you know, uh, uh, God putting God first, right. That's work. That's something that's intentional that you have to intentionally do. You know, you have to choose that you have to want that. Right. And so that's something that we both do even not because I do it and not because you do it. Right. The beautiful thing about our relationship is that I can call you in the morning and I'm like, what are you doing, baby? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing my devotional and my Bible study. All right, cool. I'll call you back or call me when you're done and vice versa, right? It's like, you know, we have, we, we study on our own, right? I run a, a, a men's study. We're both very involved oh, in the great. church. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That's um, that maybe like they have, you know, I think a lot of women are starting to like, especially that are here that are listening, maybe they're newer to their faith journey or don't know what to do, um, you know we've been so blessed to be able to share that with people. But now also that you're on here for anybody that's listening that like wants their partner to get involved. Like again, Jay's like half hood, half holy. dude. So like, <laughs> um, he runs an incredible, like I, I you don't know this. <laughs> I know I always tell you like, it's just like being able to hear you. But like, I will sit here in tears, like just listening to you lead other men. Um, I'm just like, thank you. That like, it's just the yeah. most beautiful thing. And so for, if there's anybody, you know, that has a partner or a husband or whatever, maybe that needs that. Yeah. Always available and, for that. and I want to add to that, that it's important to do those things, right? Because that's part of discipleship and we're called to make disciples, right? Um, but then if you're not making disciples at home, you mm-hmm. have no business making disciples everywhere else. Right. right. And so that's why it's important for me as well for us to have our daily Bible study, right? We do it every day before bed. Yeah. Um, you know, I have these really, you know, intense conversations with AJ, you know, regarding being a good godly man. And, you know, when, when sometimes he needs some boundary help, you know what I mean? It's not just like, you're a bad kid. No, it's like, this is why. Right. And so like, we're, we're Christian men. We have to carry ourselves differently. Do you want to, he's like, yeah, I understand. You know? And so like all of that comes down to, you know, discipleship and back to doing things differently. That's part of the work, Mm -hmm. right? That's part of the work in a relationship being healthy. You know, I have a lot of friends who I don't even know why they're married. Yeah. Right. They're married because they don't want to fail, but that's the only thing. It's a pride. It's pride keeping them together. Right. Not, not God or not even their love. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's upstairs watching TV while he's downstairs in his man cave watching TV. You know, he comes home, gives her a kiss. They might talk for 14 minutes and then they don't see each other again until they go to bed. Right. And then maybe, you know, they have sexy time, but that is not a healthy relationship. You know, that's a roommate that you sleep with. Um, and, and unfortunately (laughs) a lot of marriages are that way. More marriages than we even know are that way. And it really takes both people making these 
super intentional efforts to put God first and then just being the person that God calls you to be. Yeah. The head of the household, the Proverbs 31 woman, put him first and y'all are going to come together. You know, um, that's the work right there. That's the work. That's the work. That's the mic drop. <laughs> okay. Well, we could talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about all of these things. Um, <clears throat> I just thank you for coming on. So unannounced and unprepared. <laughs> um, and again, I know that you would love to, you know, men are always joining your Bible yes. study. Um, I always am having some type of a group or devotional that I recommend. Um, and, um, you know, we're just thankful for having the opportunity to share with you guys. We are talking about having a podcast as well. Um, so yep. we'll have a lot to, um, to share with you guys moving forward. So quick question. Um, do you guys have an email that people can write into and request if they want to you know, join our men's Bible study. It's over Zoom. I do it every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Um, sometimes there's 12 people that join. Sometimes there's three people that join. It doesn't matter. It's something that I'll just always continuously do. If you don't, is it okay if I just give my email address out and then people can email me to get them in? All right. So um, I'll, just got, I'll just give you guys my personal email address. It's uh, J-O-E-L. So Joel. And the middle initial J, last name Miranda, M-I-R-A-N-D-A. So Joel J Miranda at gmail.com. If you want um, the Zoom information to get in on our men's Bible study, we again, again, we hold it every Tuesday at 7:30 p.m. We're usually done in an hour or less. Uh, just shoot me an email and I'll send you an invite. I am the dogs on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's amazing. Um, thank you so much for sharing that and for being here. I love you the most. I love you too. I'll see you soon. All right. <laughs> and have a happy Monday, you guys. Thank you for listening in and we'll see you later. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> okay. That's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.